Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, November 16th, and the time is 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this period of time when we come together for mutual edification, the sharing of scripture, but most of all, it's a time of prayer, intercession, petition, and supplication before the Lord, before the throne of grace, on behalf of our unsaved, backslidden, and wayward sons and daughters. This program, this weekly podcast, began just over a year ago, and it was birthed out of my own burden for my two adult children, who at the time were unsaved and had not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now, between that time and today, several months ago, my son, my adult son, surrendered his life to Jesus Christ, confessing his sins. And his name is now written in the book of life, and I have spent time discipling him and sharing scripture with him and helping him become stable in the faith and to grow spiritually and become established. And now, of course, I continue in prayer and supplication for my adult daughter, who I am holding up before the throne of grace, anticipating the day when she will give her life to Jesus Christ and her name will be written in the book of life. And so this ministry began, this podcast ministry began over a year ago. And it is a time of edification. We share scripture. We pray. We share insights, all geared, all focused on interceding on behalf of our wayward, unsaved, and backslidden sons and daughters. I've said it before on previous podcasts, and I will say it again. I believe at the next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture of the church, the blessed hope. The scripture refers to the rapture as the blessed hope. When our Lord Jesus Christ will return to earth, the dead in Christ, according to the word of God, will rise first. Those who have died in the faith will rise first. And then we who are alive and remain shall meet the Lord in the air. And our Lord Jesus Christ will bring all believers unto him and take them to heaven. And after that, after the rapture takes place, the word of God says that there will be a period of time here on earth, a seven-year period of time known as the Great Tribulation when God's judgments will be poured out on a rebellious and unrepentant world. It will be a horrible time of multiple judgments, multiple disasters. Literally, all hell will break loose. And this is not a fairy tale. This is not a fable. All this is in the word of God, and it is actually going to happen. And we do not want our prodigals to be left behind when the rapture takes place. Many of us have seen the Left Behind movie series. And these movies 
I believe, accurately portray what is going to happen when the rapture takes place. Vehicles, motor vehicles that were driven by believers, unmanned, airliners who had pilots that were saved, no longer there. Millions upon millions of people who are believers snatched away. Worldwide panic taking place and multiple explanations being offered for what had just happened. No explanation is necessary. It's all in the word of God, the rapture. Harpazo in Greek, the great taking away of all believers. And so we pray for the deliverance and salvation of our unsaved and wayward and backslidden sons and daughters. We don't want them to get left behind, nor do we want them to enter a Christless eternity. The word of God says in Hebrews, it is appointed once unto men to die, but after this, the judgment. Death can come at any time. We read many times in newspapers, see news reports of young people in the prime of health, in the prime of their lives, young, athletic, suddenly dying from unknown causes, maybe their hearts giving out on them. For whatever reason, many young people are dying these days. We read about it many, many times. Athletes during sporting events collapsing for unexplained reasons, young or old, Again, it is appointed once unto men to die. And then after this, you stand before the Lord in judgment to give an account for your life. And if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then your name is written in the book of life and you will be with the Lord in heaven. But if not, the Bible makes it very clear. The wages of sin is death. However, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And so, this entire podcast is committed, dedicated, and consecrated, yes, to the ministry of praying for our prodigal sons and daughters so that they will turn to the Lord, repenting of their sins, admitting their need for a Savior, and accept Jesus Christ as Lord. That's what this podcast is all about. This is a live podcast, and we welcome your participation in it. If you want to share a scripture, if you want to share an insight, if you have a prayer request that you want us to bring before the Lord when the appointed time comes when we pray, all you have to do is tap on the phone icon. If you're on the Podbean app, if you're listening through Podbean, click on that phone app, that phone icon. And we will patch you in live on the air. This is an ironing, sharpening iron period of time. Mutual edification, mutual strengthening. Many of us are agonizing over the unsaved state of our sons and daughters. Some of our unsaved sons and daughters are in bondage to drug addiction, alcoholism, sexual promiscuity, peer pressure, gang affiliation, the occult alternative and Eastern religions, indifference and hostility to the gospel. And we want to see them saved. We want these strongholds pulled down 
so that they can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And so we will pray for your prodigal son and daughter. We have several prayer requests, which we will be bringing before the throne of grace at the appointed time. And there's still time to get your prayer request in. Or again, maybe if you want to share an insight or a testimony as to what the Lord is doing in your life or in the life of your prodigal, we'd love to hear it. Several weeks ago, we had a godly woman, Texas mom, a mom from Texas. We have been praying for her son, Curtis. And praise God, it wasn't that long ago that Curtis did accept Christ as his Lord and Savior. God answered prayer, and Curtis came to the Lord. And Texas' mom, Curtis's mom, came live on the air and gave the testimony, which was a blessing, an edifying statement of faith. And we will continue to pray for this Texas mom, for her continued strength in the Lord, and her son Curtis, that he remains steadfast in the faith. And we praise God for his salvation. And we were praying, we are praying for the salvation of all of our prodigals. So we welcome your participation and your input into this podcast program. At this time, we want to welcome listeners from a variety of localities. Right here in the United States, we have parents of prodigals who are tuning in. <coughs> Excuse me. From New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma and Massachusetts and Connecticut, Idaho and Georgia. We have listeners in Alabama, Maryland and Tennessee, Texas and Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, New Jersey and Montana. We welcome listeners in Illinois, Minnesota, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, South Carolina, and Arizona, Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, and Wyoming. We welcome you. Internationally, we have listeners in Mexico, Canada, Australia, France, Uganda, Brazil, the United Kingdom. Bosnia Herzegovina, the Philippines, India, New Zealand, Germany, and most recently, Zimbabwe and Tanzania. We welcome all of you to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Now, due to time differences in many of these locations, both in the U.S. and internationally, Many people are not able to listen live. It's my understanding that there's a 12-hour time difference in the Philippines. And so many people may be listening to this podcast by downloading it at a later time. Or perhaps they're not able to listen because of other responsibilities, maybe work responsibilities or other things. And they'll be downloading it and listening to it later on. That's fine, too. You want to know why? Because the Holy Spirit has no constraints. You don't have to listen live for the Spirit of God to work. He can work just as easily through a downloaded podcast as he can through a live program. And so if you're a new listener, we welcome you to our podcast. And if you are a regular listener, we welcome you back. And we pray that this program is a blessing and an encouragement to you. 
Let's begin with an opening word of prayer. Touch and agree with me right now in prayer. Father, we thank you. All of us thank you, Lord God, for this period of time when we can come together and share and strengthen one another, Heavenly Father. As parents of unsaved sons and daughters, we want to see them get saved. We don't want them getting left behind when the rapture takes place or to enter a Christless eternity. And so I pray that this period of time, short in comparison to eternity, is a blessing to everyone who is tuning in live and who will be tuning in and listening after the download. Holy Spirit, we pray that you minister to every listener, strengthening, encouraging, and comforting, Lord. We just pray, Father, if there are any prodigals who are listening, perchance, Lord God, if there are any unsaved sons and daughters who are tuning in right now, that your spirit touch them, speak to their hearts and minds, reveal yourself to them, Lord God, mighty and powerful, convict of sin, and make real your presence in their life, Lord God. We pray a blessing on everyone, myself included, and every listener of this program. In Jesus' name, we praise you, we worship, and we thank you for the blessing and the answers to prayer. Amen and amen. Well, the title of tonight's devotional is The Resistance of Our Prodigals. The Resistance of Our Prodigals. And our scripture text is taken from Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 23 through 24. Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 23 through 24. And I will give you a moment to find that scripture text in your Bible. Leave me alone. Get off my back. Stop preaching. I don't want to hear it. I'm better off without it. I'm not interested. Not again. Stop hassling me. Don't start. I don't want to talk about it. At one time or another, many, if not all of us, as parents of unsafe children, have heard these comments and remarks come out of the mouths of our prodigal sons and daughters. And regardless whether they are teenagers or adults, the response and disposition can be one of resistance, hostility, indifference, or disinterest. And as we see the prophetic clock ticking and prophecy being fulfilled before our very eyes, we realize that time is running out and our anticipation for the deliverance and salvation of our wayward sons and daughters grows daily. So what should we actually do when we're not seeing any changes in the receptivity of our prodigal sons and daughters towards the gospel? Their response continues to be one of opposition, apathy, or aversion. And regardless whether it's drug addiction, alcoholism, alternative lifestyles, peer pressure, sexual promiscuity, occult involvement, partying, depression, or other things, they seem as far away as ever from turning to the Lord and having their names being written in the book of life. Well, let's read our scripture text together. Jeremiah chapter 7, verses 23 through 24. While you follow along in your Bibles, I will be reading from a Hebrew interlinear. And then let's talk about this issue, the resistance of our prodigals. Jeremiah chapter 7, 
verses 23 through 24. This is what I commanded them, saying, Obey my voice, and I will be your God, and you shall be my people, and walk in all the ways that I have commanded you, that it may be well with you. And yet they did not obey or incline their ear, but followed the counsels and the dictates of their evil hearts. And they went backward and not forward. The prophet Jeremiah was the last prophet that God would send to preach a message of repentance and judgment to the nation of Judah, being in sinful rebellion against God. Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet because he cried tears of sadness, because no matter how hard he preached and tried to reach the people, they would not respond, and he knew the result would be judgment. In that same way, you and I, as parents of unsaved and wayward sons and daughters who are showing hostility, resistance, and unresponsiveness to the gospel are, in a sense, weeping prophets in our own households, as we are burdened for the deliverance and salvation of our wayward prodigals and not wanting to see them enter a Christless eternity. Now, each one of us, as their parents, may be aware what are the strongholds that are keeping our specific prodigals from accepting Christ? But what are some of the reasons why many, if not most, prodigals don't want to listen to the gospel, don't want to be bothered, and won't turn to Christ? And what should our response be when resistance increases and we're not seeing any response on their part in coming to the Lord? Maybe some of the following characteristics apply to your prodigal. I can tell you honestly and transparently that some of these do apply to mine. Number one, many prodigals want to continue their lifestyle of sin, and accepting Christ would interrupt that. Again, in Jeremiah chapter 6, verses 16 through 17, the Lord cries out to the people, Stand by the roads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is, and walk in it, and find rest for your souls. But they said, We will not walk in it. I set watchmen over you, saying, Pay attention to the sound of the trumpet. But they said, We will not pay attention. A second reason why prodigals don't come to Christ is a lack of belief in biblical truth. A lack of belief in biblical truth. Our prodigals may be skeptical of spiritual matters or lean towards what they feel are more rational explanations for life or secular philosophies. But Colossians chapter 2 verse 8 warns, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human traditions, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Or as the New Living Translation phrases it, don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that comes from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than Christ. A third reason is personal experiences, personal experiences, life events, suffering, the evil in the world, or trauma may make them question why God would allow such hardship and tragedy in the world. They may even end up questioning whether God exists or not. A fourth reason 
intellectual doubts, intellectual challenges, such as the problem of evil in the world, or what they feel are historical and religious inaccuracies, may cause them to doubt and attack the validity and reliability of the Bible. A fifth reason is religious trauma. Negative experiences with the church or inconsistencies, hypocrisy and maltreatment that they may have seen or experienced personally in other believers or even in church leadership have soured them on the message of the gospel or even coming to church. They don't want to hear it. Six, alternative beliefs. Our prodigals may have turned to secular humanism, Eastern religions, or other spiritual paths that they believe will provide them with the satisfaction, purpose, and fulfillment that they believe Christianity will not. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3-4 through 4 says, For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth, and wander off into myths. Now that word itching in that scripture text is the Greek word kenetho. Kenetho. It refers to a desire to satisfy or gratify an urge to scratch. Meaning our prodigals have a desire to hear not what they need to hear, but what they want to hear. They want teaching that is new, different, mystical, stimulating, and sensational instead of the sobering truth of the gospel. A seventh reason is the desire for autonomy, the desire for autonomy. Many of our prodigals emphasize personal autonomy, freedom, and independence. They view Christianity as restrictive and authoritarian, preferring to rely solely on their own judgment. But Psalm 107 verse 11 says that the unsaved rebel against the words of God and spurn the counsel of the Most High. An eighth reason is apathy and indifference. Apathy and indifference. A lot of our prodigals just don't have any interest in spiritual matters or things having to do with eternity. They're preoccupied with the present, living this life, and have never given any thought to eternal matters, nor do they even have any interest. A ninth reason is emotional issues. Many of our prodigals are going through personal problems or difficulties, perhaps at school, at their jobs, or in their homes, or even within themselves. Turning to God is the last thing on their minds. And a tenth reason why prodigals are not turning to Christ, perhaps, is a sense of sufficiency. A sense of sufficiency. Perhaps there is a sense that they're not that bad and that perhaps small doses of religious adherence, occasional church attendance, reading the Bible now and then, occasional praying and living a good life would suffice. They feel that there is no need to take it further. They may have a life that has a form of godliness, but it denies the power thereof. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5. Now this list is not exhaustive. And by no means do we mean to dismiss straightforward and outright satanic and demonic bondage that is keeping many of our prodigals in the enemy camp. 
So what should our response be when we're seeing absolutely no change, nor any indication that our prodigals are any closer to accepting Christ? In fact, sometimes it seems as if the situation is intensifying. Here I believe are five good steps to take. Number one, continue in prayer and fasting. Continue in prayer and fasting. Now, while this may sound like a pat answer or a cliche, it is no less true or ineffective. In Matthew chapter 17, Jesus pointed out to the disciples that there are indeed certain demonic strongholds as well as occasions that require we as believers need to engage in prayer warfare accompanied by the fast that Isaiah 58 6 describes as the fast that loosens the bonds of wickedness, undoes the heavy burdens, sets the oppressed free, and breaks the yoke. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1, Jesus tells a parable illustrating the need for believers to persevere and be persistent in presenting our requests to the Lord. Before telling the parable, Jesus starts by stating that men ought always to pray. In the Greek, that word always is Pantote, pantote, it means in all circumstances and all situations, no matter what is happening, and that we should not faint, that is, egakeo, that we should not lose motivation or grow weary or become discouraged, but instead we need to continue and keep going despite the apparent obstacles and setbacks that we may see. If your prodigal is not showing any signs of responding to the gospel, keep in mind Luke 18, verse 1. Keep praying and fasting, and don't pay any attention to satanic setbacks or devilish discouragements. A second good step is to continue being salt and light. Continue to be salt and light before your prodigals. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16 but remember, being light just doesn't mean illuminating hope and being a guide to the truth. Being light also means exposing the deeds of darkness. Being salt just doesn't mean showing the enhancement of a life with Christ. But salt also irritates. Our walk before our prodigals will serve as a testimony, but our godly walk at times will also incite a response. By the demonic forces are at work in their lives. A third positive step is, if your prodigals don't want to hear you a witness, let your home environment be the witness. Put on Christian music, tune into Christian programming, leave Christian material, tracks or devotionals or magazines in the bathrooms or on coffee tables throughout your home. Let your prodigals see you reading your Bible at home praying before meals, maybe even invite them to participate in scripture reading. Ask them to watch a Christian movie with you. If they refuse all these invitations, that's fine. But continue to make yourself and your home a 2 Corinthians 3-2 environment, a living epistle that can be seen and read by all men. A fourth step is, while not pushing the gospel, don't ignore biblical prophecy. That's right. Don't ignore biblical prophecy. A recent poll and study by the organization Lifeway Research found that the COVID-19 pandemic 
resulted in an increasing interest in Bible prophecy. And that interest has peaked with the war in Ukraine, the ongoing war and crisis in the Middle East, the growing surrounding hostility towards Israel, and other world events. While our prodigals may not want to talk about Christ, Bible prophecy and world events, for example, may be a topic of concern and interest that'll spark their interest in turn and open a door for discussion. The fulfillment of biblical prophecy that is going on right now before our very eyes makes for a strong case for the validity of the gospel. A fifth step is show as much love and integrity as possible. Show as much love and integrity as possible. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 1 through 2, Peter says that Christian wives can win unsafe husbands who don't believe the word to Christ without words, but by their behavior and by the purity and reverence of their lives. This same truth can apply to us as parents of wayward sons and daughters who are hostile or resistant or unresponsive to our witnessing. They may not want to hear the word or may refuse to believe the word, but Matthew chapter 5, verse 16 says that we should let our light shine before others so that they may see our good works and as a result give glory to the Father in heaven. When our actions of godly living match the words coming out of our mouth, our testimony will be seen as true, and so will our message. Now, I'm sure that there are other avenues that we as parents of prodigal sons and daughters can take in winning them to Christ, despite their resistance and hostility. And I invite you, the listener, to share what your insights are as well. In the meantime, let us not grow weary or discouraged. As we live lives of obedience and perseverance in the faith, let us continue to trust and believe that God is indeed working toward the deliverance and salvation of our prodigal children. He is working even now, and he will bring it to pass. It's going to happen, brothers and sisters. Our prodigals will come to Christ. We need to continue to pray and fast, being salt and light, living Christ before them, and committing them to the Lord. You know, we can witness to them, but you can never argue or fight or pressure someone into the kingdom of God. Jesus told one of the disciples when he asked them, who do people say he is? And the disciple responded that, you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said, Flesh and blood has not revealed it to you, but the Spirit of God has. Some of our prodigals are so hard-hearted that all the arguing and all the debating in the world will not persuade them of the truth. The Spirit of God has to do the work. Flesh and blood may not be able to persuade them. The Spirit of God has to reveal it to them. And so we have to rely on the Spirit of God and continue to pray that the Lord will reveal himself to even the most hard-hardened prodigal son or daughter. It will come to pass. We need to trust and believe. Well, I pray that this devotional was a blessing to you. And we've reached the halfway mark of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And at this time, we break into a musical interlude 
with two edifying and spiritually blessed numbers. And so we're going to break into our interlude, and then we'll return with the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. Don't go away. Stay tuned. More blessings are around the corner. Oh, 
need a burden for too long on my own. I wasn't created to bear it alone. I hear your invitation to let it all go. Yeah. 
Run to the Father. That's our prayer for our prodigals, that they run to the Father from the conviction of their sins and surrender their lives to Jesus Christ. Both of those musical numbers were from the Soul Purpose Evangelical Church worship team, of which my wife and I are members of. I praise God for those two blessed numbers, edifying and encouraging. Praise God for that <clears throat> this is the second half of the parents of prodigals podcast there is still time to get your prayer request in or if you want to be live on the air and share a prayer request or an insight or a scripture or a testimony <coughs> excuse me we welcome your participation we welcome your input But we are going to go before the throne of grace right now. We are going to enter our time of prayer. We have numerous requests, which we are going to bring before the Lord. Our first request came in recently. It's regarding four adult children. and These young people are named Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. And these four adult children, the request for them is that the prayer is that they will be surrounded by godly influences and that the Lord would make himself real to them and that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Touch and agree with me right now for Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now, first and foremost, Lord, asking you for cleansing from sin. If there's anything, anything we may have said, anything we may have done, anything we may have thought, no matter what it is, Lord God, we pray for cleansing and forgiveness of sin. Who can ascend into your holy hell? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. We want to wash our hands in the laver. We don't want our prayers to be hindered. And so we ask for cleansing from sin and forgiveness so that our prayers will not be hindered, Lord God. Now, Father, we want to bring these four young people before you, Lord God. We don't know the details, Lord. We don't know what the situation is exactly, but you know. You know what the details are, Lord God. You see that these four young people, Lord, apparently have not surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ. Their names are not written in the book of life, Lord. And it's the burden of the family member who submitted this request. First and foremost, that these four young people get surrounded by godly influences, maybe a co-worker, maybe friends, maybe a neighbor who's saved of these four young people, people in their community, no matter who it is, Lord God, send people. The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Send laborers, acquaintances and friends who may be born again, send laborers around these four young people to live Christ, to be salt and light, to witness to them, Lord God. Get the message of the gospel to these four young people. And when the message is heard, 
Let it penetrate their hearts. Lord, open up their ears so that they listen to the gospel message. They think about it. We pray that the Holy Spirit speak to the hearts and minds of these four young people. Father, reveal yourself to these four young people in a mighty and powerful way. Each one of them may be responding differently to different things, Lord God. Father, you may call one and they may immediately follow you like the fishermen. Others may have to be knocked down like Paul, a Damascus Road experience. Do whatever it takes, Lord God, to save Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. Bring them to the foot of the cross. Impress upon their hearts, Lord God. Bring down any stronghold that is keeping them. It could be hostility. It could be resistance. Maybe they don't want to think about the things of God. We gave the reasons earlier why people don't want to turn to Christ. No matter what it is, Lord God, maybe they're involved in different religious beliefs or preoccupied with this life, the cares of this life. Lord God, no matter what it is, remove it. Bring down the stronghold, Lord God. Tear down the resistance. Soften the hardened heart. Open the closed eyes. Let your word, when it's sown, fall on good ground. Deliver these four young people from whatever it is they're in bondage to. We rebuke the forces of darkness in the name of Jesus right now. We plead the blood of Christ over Jason, Sarah, Michael, and Tyler. We claim them, Lord God. We believe you, Lord for their deliverance and salvation. Begin the work right now, Lord God. We pray for this family member or family members who are burdened for them, that they continue and persevere in prayer. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We have a prayer request for a young man by the name of Joe. Joe, and... The family member who submitted this request requests that we pray that Joe find his way back to the Lord. Joe apparently doesn't believe that he's worthy of salvation. And he has turned to alcoholism. Joe is apparently disappointed in life. And it's the request of this family member that Joe find Christ. Well, you know what? None of us are worthy. We are made worthy by our Lord Jesus Christ. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We can only come before the throne of grace by the grace of our Lord, covered in the blood of Jesus. Let's touch and agree right now. Let's pray for Joe. Father, we just lift Joe up before you right now, Father. And Lord, he says he doesn't feel worthy, and he's not. None of us are worthy, Lord God. It's only through you, Lord Jesus, that we can approach the throne of grace. You make us worthy, Lord. You make us worthy. It is your righteousness, Father. There is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that does good. And Father, I just, I just, we just, all of us, lift Joe up before prayer right now, Lord. He's disappointed in life, Lord God, and we pray that you touch Joe's heart right now, wherever he is. Whatever he's doing, whoever he's with, no matter what he's doing, Lord God, speak to Joe, maybe through a vision, through a dream, through a gospel track, 
through a Christian song, through a word of scripture, no matter what it is, Lord God, you have the perfect method, Heavenly Father. Reach out, Lord God, and touch Joe's heart. Let the truth of the gospel not just reach Joe's ears, but penetrate deep into his soul. We plead the blood of Christ over him right now. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy wants to see Joe dead spiritually and physically. And we lift up Joe right now. We pray for his salvation. We pray that he gets saved, that his name is written in the book of life, that he find you, Lord Jesus. Lord, you are the great shepherd. Lord, Joe is wandering. He's lost. Lord, my Lord Jesus, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Reveal yourself to Joe. Reveal to him that you are the way. There is no other way. He's looking for a way. Reveal to him, Lord Jesus, that you are the way. He's looking for truth. He's looking for truth in a bottle or maybe something else. Reveal to him that you are the truth. And reveal to him that you are the way. You are the way to everlasting peace and eternal life, Lord God. We lift Joe up right now. We praise you, Lord. We thank you for Joe's deliverance and salvation. In Jesus' name, we pray, Lord God. The work is already beginning. The work is done. The testimony is going to be coming soon. We don't know when, but we trust you, Lord God. We plead the blood of Jesus over Joe right now. Deliverance and salvation. Turn him into a man of God. Turn him into a man of God, Lord. Begin the work. We commit him into your hands, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We mentioned earlier a young man by the name of Curtis, who we have been praying for. And his mother, Texas mom, called into our podcast several weeks ago and gave the testimony, which was a blessing and an encouragement. Her son, Curtis, accepted Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. But keep this in mind. Ground that is gained and attained through prayer has to be held through prayer. There will always be a counterattack, a satanic and demonic counterattack to undo the work of God. And so we're going to lift Curtis up in prayer right now. His continued perseverance in the faith and his strength. We're also going to pray that God open doors for success for Curtis. To look and seek and find employment for stability in his life and continued blessing. Touch and agree with me right now for Curtis. Let's praise the Lord for his salvation and pray for him right now. Father, we thank you. We worship. We praise you for Curtis for answering the prayer, Lord. Lord, you work fast. You work effectively. We praise you, Lord God. Lord, in your own way and in your own time, you brought it to pass. And we praise you and we worship you for Curtis's salvation, for rescuing him from the enemy's camp, Lord God. And now we pray that a battalion, a brigade of angels surround Curtis, protecting him from the evil one who will try to lure him back maybe through temptations in the old life, maybe through discouragement. We strike, we cancel all contracts. The enemy's got a contract on Curtis. He wants him dead. We cancel these contracts right now in the name of Jesus and plead the blood of Christ over Curtis right now. 
Give Curtis strength, Lord God. Help him to be an imitator of you, Lord Jesus. Lord, strengthen him in the faith. Stekos, help him to stand firm, to be strong. His name is now written in the book of life. Lord, we want his name to continue to be written in the book of life, Lord. The enemy will try to snatch Curtis out of your hand, and we rebuke the work of the enemy. We plead the blood of Christ over Curtis. We pray for his protection in every way, shape, or form, physically and spiritually, Father. We pray that you open doors for success and blessing, Lord God. Lord, lead him to a place of employment, a job, Heavenly Father. We pray that you make him the best possible man of God and the best possible father that that you can make him, Heavenly Father. Fill him with your Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus right now, Elohim. we just lift Curtis right now. We commit him into your hands, Lord God. Success, blessing, Lord God. Open doors for employment. Make him a man of God. Strengthen him in the faith. Give him perseverance. Help him to stand firm against temptation. Give him a hunger for your word. Make him a prayer warrior. We commit Curtis into your hands, Lord God. Hang on to him tight, Lord God. We pray for his mother right now in Jesus' name. A woman of God, we thank you for praying moms. And we thank you for Texas mom. And we pray that you continue to strengthen her with all power, grace, and peace that have prevailed in the life of Texas mom and Curtis. Pour out your blessing in that household right now, Lord God. Give them a strong sense of your presence. And bless them both, Texas mom and her son, Curtis. Revival, spiritual revival in that home right now, Lord God. We just lift them both up in prayer. We thank you. We praise you. We worship you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We exalt you. We know that the answer is coming. The answer is already here. It's continuing, Lord God. Fill Curtis with the Holy Ghost. Fire from on high. Make him a powerful witness for you, Lord God. We commit him into your hands and Texas mom and that household. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We're going to lift up the son of a dear sister who was tuning in right now. Her son's name is Johnny. Now, mom has been praying for Johnny for a while, and so have we. In fact, mom has been praying for Johnny a lot longer. But Johnny is in bondage to alcoholism. He's also in bondage to the fact that he's not saved. And so we're going to lift both this godly mom up before the throne of grace and Johnny for his deliverance and salvation. Touch and agree with me right now for Johnny. Father, you see this young man, Lord God. We thank you and praise you for praying mothers, Lord God. We pray that you continue to strengthen this praying mom as she continued to persevere in prayer, not fainting, but continuing in prayer, Lord God. Strengthen her faith. Strengthen her perseverance. Lord, we just lift her up in prayer right now, Lord God. Lord, just strengthen this mom. We just lift her up and that you continue to fortify her faith 
that she not give up, up, not give up at all on praying for her son. The enemy may try to discourage her. The enemy may whisper in her ear that Johnny is a lost cause. He's not going to come to Christ. We rebuke those thoughts right now in the name of Jesus. All things are possible if you believe. With man, all things are impossible. But with Christ, all things are possible. The things that are impossible with man are possible through the Lord. And we commit Johnny right now, Lord God. We bring him before you. We rebuke the spirit of alcoholism addiction right now. Bring healing to the mind, Lord God. The enemy will whisper in Johnny's mind. He needs a drink. He needs a drink to cope with the pressures of life. And his body craves alcohol physically. Bring healing to Johnny's mind. He doesn't need a drink. He needs you, Lord Jesus. Bring healing to the body that can be ravaged by the effects of alcohol. Healing right now. Healing in Johnny's mind, in Johnny's body, and Johnny's soul, most of all, Lord God. Bring him to the foot of the cross. Through a variety of circumstances, Lord God, work in Johnny's life. Right now, let all hindrances coming between Johnny's heart and the gospel be melted away by the fire of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. We rebuke the enemy right now. We claim Johnny for salvation. We thank you. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Every week we pray for two young men, both of them by the name of Joshua. And both Joshuas are in bondage to addiction. Addictions ravage the lives of many young people, holds them in bondage. It is an incredible stronghold. But the Word of God says that our weapons are mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. And so right now, touch and agree with me. Let's pull down some strongholds. And let's lift up both these young men named Joshua before the throne of grace. Touch and agree with me right now. Father, we lift up both these young men named Joshua. And Lord, we rebuke. First of all, we just, we're burdened for them, Lord God. Both of them are prisoners. They're in bondage to the chain of addiction. A satanic, demonic bond that destroys the mind, destroys the life, destroys the body, destroys the soul. Father, we just rebuke addiction right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for both these young men named Joshua, that you do what needs to be done, Lord God. Do whatever is necessary, Lord. Perform spiritual surgery, even if it may hurt, Lord God. Do what is necessary to bring both Joshuas to the point where they realize that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life, Lord God. Deliver them both. Deliver both Joshuas from drug addiction. Deliver both Joshuas from resistance to the gospel. Deliver both Joshuas from this deceptive spirit of hopelessness. Deliver both Joshuas from the spirit of deception that drugs can satisfy. We rebuke these thoughts in the name of Jesus. We pray, Lord God, that you send the gospel message. They know the gospel. Both these young men know the gospel. Lord, 
reveal yourself in a mighty way to both these young men. Kazak them both. Do what needs to be done. A spiritual awakening. Lord, you worked in the lives of the children of Israel when they rebelled and they turned away from you. You did what was necessary to get their attention. Now do what's necessary to get the attention of both these young men so that they turn to you in repentance, in brokenness, Lord God, and surrender their lives uncompromisingly and completely to you. We commit them into your hands, Heavenly Father. We rebuke the spirit of drug addiction. We rebuke the demonic forces that are indeed at work in their lives. We plead the blood of Jesus over both Joshua's. Deliver and save them both, Lord God. Deliver and save both these young men. We don't know when it's going to happen, Lord. You, you, you know what to do. You know when to do it and how to do it. We commit them both into your hands, Father. We're not going to tell you what to do or how to do it or when to do it, Lord. We commit both Joshua's to you. We commit them both to you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for the answer, for the work that you're doing even now. Wherever they are, whatever they're doing, whoever they're with, begin the work. Complete the work. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we pray for three young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela, three young ladies who are the daughters of parents who are burdened for their salvation. And these three young ladies face a variety of issues, depression perhaps, or low self-esteem, involvement with different lifestyles, or maybe just they're not receptive to the gospel. They don't want to hear it, like we mentioned earlier, Lord God. Maybe involvement with different beliefs or whatever it may be. But you know what? The rapture is going to take place soon. And the word of God says that it is appointed once for men to die and after this to judgment. We don't want Gabby, Valentina, and Angela, nor do their family members want to see them enter a Christless eternity. We don't want them to get left behind when the rapture takes place. And so let's touch and agree for these three young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. Pray with me right now. Touch and agree. Father, we lift up these three young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. And you know the hearts and minds individually of each young lady. You know what's keeping them from turning to you, Lord God. It may be hostility to the gospel. It may be indifference to having a good time in this life and don't want to think about the things of eternity in the next life. Maybe they're involved in the occult. Maybe they're involved in Eastern religions. Maybe they're partying. Whatever it is, Lord God. Maybe they're in bondage to drugs or alcohol. No matter what it is, Lord God. Father, we pray right now that you work through all this, remove all this junk out of the way, Lord God, and get the gospel, the truth, and the conviction of the gospel message into the hearts of Gabby, Valentina, and Angela right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind the strong man that is attached to the lives of these three young ladies Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. We bind the strong man that's keeping them 
from receiving you, Lord Jesus, as Lord and Savior. We venture into the enemy's camp right now, and we rescue them right now. We plead your blood, Lord Jesus, over their lives. Lord, Lord, time is short. Save these three young ladies. Do what you got to do, Lord God. That's a scary thing to pray. Do what is necessary to bring these three young ladies to the point where they say, we surrender, Lord God. We surrender all. We surrender all to you, Lord Jesus. We don't want to go on without you anymore, Lord God. Bring all three of these young ladies, Gabby, Valentina, and Angela, to the foot of the cross where they confess their need of you, Lord Jesus. They can't go on any longer without you. They don't want to go any longer without you, Lord God. Deliver them from whatever is holding them in bondage. We rebuke the enemy. We enter into prayer warfare right now. A heavenly battle, a spiritual battle against the forces of darkness. We rebuke satanic and demonic forces right now in the lives and workings of Gabby, Valentina, and Angela. In the name of Jesus, we shandama kosadama shaya. Elohim helesaya mahalam eloshalom elechaman. Lehayam eloshalom. We just lift up Gabby, Angela, and Valentina. We plead the blood of Christ. Deliverance and salvation in their lives. Deliverance and salvation. Deliverance and salvation. Strike down the enemy right now. Save these three young ladies, Lord God. Let their names be written in the book of life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. It was a while back when I received a text message from my dear brother Jamie, who told me that his daughter, China, who was involved in different lifestyles and different belief systems, and he had been praying for China for a while. And you know, sometimes we as parents don't believe. Yes, we can reach a point where we say to ourselves, yeah, we're praying for our prodigals, but it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. It's a lie from the enemy to get us to stop praying and to discourage us. And remember when I got that text message from my brother Jamie who told me that China had surrendered her life to Jesus Christ. The prayer was answered. Deliverance came, and so did salvation. But again, like I said before, when we were praying for Curtis, ground that is gained must be held by prayer. There will always be a counterattack to try to lure new converts, especially, back out into the world when they're most vulnerable and young in the faith. But the Spirit of God is mighty, and we're going to lift up China in prayer right now for her continued perseverance in the faith, her protection and strength. Touch and agree with me right now for my dear sister, our dear sister, China. Father, we thank you. We praise you for praying parents who remained steadfast in the faith and kept praying for their daughter, China, and believed for her deliverance and salvation no matter how long it may have taken, even when it seemed like it wasn't going to happen, Lord God. You dropped the assurance of faith in their hearts, and it came to pass. In your own time, Lord God, they committed her to you, and in your own time, she surrendered her life to you. And right now, we lift China up in prayer, Lord God. We thank you 
Lord, we thank you. We thank you that she is saved. She's saved, Lord God. She's in the fold. Her name is in the book of life, Lord God. She's going to be raptured. She'll attend the marriage supper of the Lamb. And now, Lord God, we pray for China's continued strengthening in the faith. Lord God, it's going to come a time when you're going to say to believers, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. And I pray, Lord God, that you make China a good and faithful servant. Strengthen her with all power and might. Give her a hunger for your word. Lord, like Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 says, Lord God, don't let this book of the law depart out of her mouth, but help China to meditate therein day and night so that she'll be strengthened and have good success and her way will be prosperous. Help her to meditate on your word day and night. Let your word be food, Lord God. Give her a close relationship with you, Lord Jesus. Give China a love for you, a commitment and a just a relationship with you that is strong and deep and intimate, Lord God. Make China a stronger and stronger woman of God. Turn China into a Ruth. Turn China into a Mary. Turn China into an Esther. Turn China into a Sarah. Bless her, Lord God. Let your blessing be upon her. Let your protection be around her. We rebuke any attempts by the enemy right now. The enemy may be trying to attack her, to lure her back, or maybe discourage her. Those are the works of the enemy. Again, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. We rebuke the enemy who's going to try to steal China away from the fold. And he'll steal from her. He'll steal her away to destroy her faith. And when her faith is destroyed, he'll kill her. We rebuke these attempts by the enemy. And we plead the blood of Jesus around China's life. Put a hedge of protection around China, Lord God. Baptize her in the Holy Ghost. Give her a revival in her soul. We commit China into your hands, Lord God. Bless her walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Use her, Lord God, for your honor and glory. Amen and amen. We're going to lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Edgar. Edgar is the adult son of my dear brother Frank and my sister Rose, who attend Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. Now, by what I know, Edgar knows the gospel. He knows that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He knows that no man can come unto the Father but by Christ. But knowledge is not enough. Knowing about Christ is not enough. You have to know Christ. Surrender your life to him. Admit you're a sinner. Confess your sins. Repent of your sins. And then fully and completely surrender your life to Jesus Christ, making him Lord, taking yourself off the throne and letting Christ get on the throne and living for him completely. That's what we're going to pray for right now for Edgar. And we're going to pray for mom and dad too. Touch and agree with me. First for Rose and Frank. 
Father, we just lift up these two praying parents, and we thank you and we praise you for godly parents who love their son and want to see him saved. And I pray that you continue to bless Rose and Frank, bless their marriage, bless their walk with you, strengthen them, Heavenly Father. Help them to continue to witness to their son, to be salt and light before their son. We lift up Edgar right now, Father. Lord, you know the details of Edgar's life. You know what he's involved with and who he's hanging out with and what are the influences and barriers, Lord God. We talked about this earlier, Heavenly Father. It may be a belief in his own righteousness. Maybe he thinks he doesn't need to turn to you, Lord God, that he's fine the way he is. Father, we lift Edgar up right now. If he has a form of godliness, if he thinks that just reading his Bible and praying is enough, Father, wake him up, kazak him, Lord God, and help him to realize, make him realize, that it can't just be a form of godliness that denies the power thereof, but that he needs to fully surrender his life to you. Give him a spiritual awakening, Lord God. Open up his eyes, Heavenly Father, to what's happening in the world right now. Father, everything's falling apart. Men's hearts are failing them for fear, Lord God. Father, just speak to Edgar's heart. Let Edgar realize that the gospel is true and that he needs to surrender his life to you. His soul's at stake. Life is short and temporary. His soul can be required of him at any time, Lord God. Give him a strong sense of his own mortality, Lord God. Eternity is what's important. Eternal things are what's important, Lord God. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray for Edgar's deliverance and salvation right now. And again, like the other prayer, we bind the strong man that's attached to Edgar's life. And we rebuke whatever is keeping him from turning to you, Lord God. No matter what it is, it could be enjoying partying, it could be career. No matter what it is, Lord God, that he's placing before you, that he's preoccupied with, move it out of the way, Lord God, so that he sees the gospel message and how important it is to give thought to his soul. Tear down any resistance. If there's hostility, tear it down. If there's spiritual blindness, remove the blinders right now, Lord God. Let all hindrances that come between him and the gospel be melted away in the name of Jesus. Deliver Edgar from whatever is holding him in bondage. In Jesus' name, Lord God, we just lift him up in prayer. Deliver and save, Lord God. We rebuke the spirit of bondage, the spirit of deception, the spirit of self-righteousness. Whatever spirit is holding Edgar in bondage, we rebuke. And we plead the blood of Christ over him right now. Put a burden in Edgar to come to church, Lord God. Make him receptive to the gospel. And bring him to the point where he follows up and falls on his knees and says, Jesus is Lord of my life. You commit him into your hands, Lord God. In your own way and in your own time, Lord, let it happen. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. We lift up in prayer four young people, Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Now, this request came in a while back from the parent of these four young adults. Two of them are, by what we remember, hostile to the gospel, and two are not as hostile, but still have not surrendered their lives to Christ. Doesn't matter. Great hostility or a little hostility. All four need to come to the foot of the cross and surrender their lives to Christ. Touch and agree with me right now for Joseph, Jessica, Joshua, and Joel. Father, you see these four young people, each of them perhaps in their own homes, living their own lives, facing their own challenges, doing their own thing. Father, we pray for their salvation, Lord God. It's as simple as that, Lord. Let spiritual blindness be erased from their lives right now. We call it out by name, spiritual blindness in Joseph's life, in Jessica's life, in Joshua's and Joel's life. Remove spiritual blindness. Remove hostility. Remove resistance. Remove unresponsiveness right now. Soften the hardened heart, Lord God. We come against the powers of darkness that are blinding, binding, and holding these four young people from receiving the gospel. We pray that, Lord, the gospel message continue to get to them. Again, it could be a co-worker. It could be a friend. A stranger could be witnessing to them, Lord God. Bring it your way, Lord God. Bring it your way. Surround these four young people with Christian and godly influences that will bring the gospel message to all four of them and soften their hardened hearts so that they realize that you are the way, the truth, and the life, as we said before, Lord God. Send people across their paths who can share the gospel with them. But whatever it is you need to do, Lord God, don't let these four young people go to hell. Don't let them get left behind. Save them, Lord God. Save Joseph. Save Jessica. Bring salvation to Joshua and Joel's life. We commit all four of these young people into your hands, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Every week we lift up a young man by the name of Rashan. Now, the information we have has unchanged. Rashan was a Christian, and apparently he stopped believing in the Lord. He became addicted to social media and different philosophies. And the parent who called in this request for Rashan asks us to pray against spiritual deception and blindness. That's plaguing many prodigals. But right now, we're going to lift Rashan up in prayer before the throne of grace. We're going to do spiritual battle for Rashan right now. His soul's at stake. Let's fight for it right now through prayer. Heavenly Father, we lift Rashan up right now, Lord God. And Lord, Rashan has reached a point for whatever reason. He's turned away from you, Lord God. He doesn't believe in the truth of the gospel. And he's become attached to different philosophies and different things. The enemy is using distractions 
to keep him from the gospel. Lord, Lord, you got to remove these distractions, Lord Father. We pray that you remove this addiction to social media. Remove the addiction to different philosophies and false religions and false beliefs. Strike them down right now in the name of Jesus. Father, let Rashan come from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light in the name of Jesus. We go into the enemy's camp right now, the same way Abraham entered the enemy's camp to rescue Lot. We enter the enemy's camp and we pull Rashan away from the bondage of the enemy. He's stuck. He's trapped. He's in bondage. He's being held prisoner. And right now we claim freedom. We plead the blood of Christ over Rashan right now. And we pray for his deliverance from bondage. We claim his deliverance from bondage. We thank you, Lord God, for his deliverance from bondage. Do what needs to be done to Kazak to wake up Rashan. That he recommits his life to you, Lord God. That he realizes that he was distracted. The enemy has lured him away. We rebuke the forces of darkness right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, let the Lord of the harvest convict Rashan of his waywardness and lead him back to you, Lord God. Redirect him back to you, Father. Redirect him back to you. We commit Rashan into your hands, Lord God. We thank you. We praise you. We know the answer is coming. We know you're working even right now. We're not going to worry about seeing the results right now. You're working. We trust you to continue the work. Like that song says, Lord God, even when we can't see it, you're working. Even when we can't feel it, you're working. You're working in Rashan's life. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer a young man by the name of Matthew. And Matthew, at one point in time, by the information we have, was suicidal, involved into the occult. And Matthew was facing a host of other challenges. And we just want to lift Matthew up in prayer right now. We just want to pray for his deliverance and salvation. And this request came from Matthew's mom a while back. She loves her son, doesn't want to see him with a destroyed life. The enemy wants to destroy Matthew. He wants to destroy all of our lives. We're going to pray for Matthew right now. We're not going to allow the enemy to kill, destroy Matthew. Touch and agree with me for this young man. Father, we just... Lift this young man up before you, Lord God. Father, we're burdened for Matthew. You see his depression, his suicidal tendencies. The enemy wants to see him dead. It's the enemy that puts suicidal thoughts in a young man's mind right, right now, Lord God. We rebuke, we rebuke, we rebuke in the name of Jesus, the spirit of suicide. We cast it off right now in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it. We rebuke it. And we plead the blood of Christ over Matthew right now. We come before you bearing the burden for this young man. We pray that Matthew get to know you and how great you are. Deliver Matthew from the hands of Satan, from the clutches of the evil one. 
Satan has blinded Matthew from seeing the light of the good news. We pray, Lord God, that you open Matthew's eyes to see your goodness, to see that you love him. Make yourself real to Matthew. Reveal yourself to him, Lord God. Open Matthew's mind to understand that you love him, Lord God, and you want to give him life abundantly, Lord God. Deliver Matthew from the captivity of the devil. Let his ears be receptive to your word. Help Matthew to realize what's wrong in his life, Lord God, so that he turns to you, Heavenly Father. Lord, we just come before you. We're burdened again and again for Matthew, Lord. I can't help but feel there's a special burden in my heart for this young man right now. Elohim hala shadai mechalam Matthew, Lord God. Idai mechalam elo shalom aham elehim elo shadai. Ledasama shondomakoromasia mahasham Elohim. Oh Lord God, work in Matthew's life. Work mightily in his life, Lord God. Deliver Matthew from the bondage that he's in. Do what needs to be done. Give him a Damascus Road experience if it's necessary, Lord God. Yes, remove the scales from Matthew's eyes and give him ears to hear and eyes to see in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord God. We touch and agree for Matthew right now and we praise and we worship you, Father, for the work you're doing in Matthew's life. We praise you for his salvation, which we know will come to pass. We're not going to doubt. We're not going to fear. We're not going to be anxious. We don't hope for Matthew's salvation. We believe for Matthew's salvation. And we thank you for Matthew's salvation. And we praise you, Lord God, for Matthew's deliverance and salvation. The testimony is going to come. It may come tonight. It may come tomorrow. Next week, next month, next year. It's going to come. We thank you and praise you for the work you're doing in Matthew's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we've gone over our usual one hour allotted time, but that's okay, as the Spirit leads. We praise God, we thank God for all these prayer requests, and we're going to continue to pray for all these young people these prayer requests throughout the week we just don't pray for them on thursdays we bring them before the throne of grace during the week we know the lord will continue to work in their lives he worked in curtis's life and texas mom can attest to it he worked in the life of my son i can attest to it he worked in the life of my dear brother jamie with his daughter china they can attest to it the lord is moving the Lord is moving. Praise God. Well, again, we've come to the end of our time together. And I pray that this was a time of blessing and encouragement for all of you. The next time we'll, we, we will be back on the air will be Thursday, November 30th. Now, next Thursday is the 23rd. It is Thanksgiving. And... I, like many of you, will be spending time with family, giving thanks and praising God 
for all blessings in our lives. We have much to be thankful for. And so we will not be on the air next Thursday, November 23rd. We will return with the next Parents of Prodigals podcast the following Thursday, November 30th at 7 p.m. But we all need to continue in prayer. Just because there won't be a podcast doesn't mean at the prayer stop. We all need to continue and keep believing and keep trusting and keep praying for the deliverance and salvation of our prodigals. Again, I say it again and again, biblical prophecies being fulfilled right before our very eyes. Watch the news and you will see that the word of God is true. The rapture is right around the corner. The blessed hope is upon us. Let's keep praying for our prodigals. God will answer our prayers. So until next Thursday, the following Thursday, actually, November 30th at 7 o'clock p.m., this is Brother Alan Weir encouraging you that if you are the parent of an unsaved son or daughter or the guardian of an unsaved young person, you live in New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina or Oklahoma, Idaho or Georgia. If you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, you live in Alabama, Maryland, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Utah, Ohio, Texas, Montana, New Jersey or West Virginia. If you're the mother and father or guardian, of an unsaved son or daughter. You want their name written in the book of life. They're not saved and you're burdened for their deliverance and salvation. And you live in Illinois, Louisiana, New Hampshire, Oregon, Washington State, Rhode Island, Indiana, Arizona, or South Carolina. If you're the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, you live in Michigan, Iowa, New Mexico, Kentucky, Arkansas, Mississippi, or Wyoming. If you're the mother or father or guardian of a wayward, backslidden, unsaved son or daughter, and you live in Mexico, Canada, the United Kingdom, the Philippines, New Zealand, India, Germany, Zimbabwe, or Tanzania, or Bosnia-Herzegovina, if you are the parent, the mother, or father, or guardian of an unsaved son and daughter. You want them to be delivered and saved. You want them to get raptured. You want their names written in the book of life. You want them to spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you are the parent of an unsaved son and daughter, a prodigal, continue in prayer being watchful therein and watch the road watch the road your prodigal will be on it this is brother alan weir until thursday november 30th at 7 p.m god bless you have a blessed thanksgiving and good night